Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Hello, my love. Welcome back to the show. It's been interesting that I didn't have an episode with a guest last Thursday, and I really enjoyed my Thanksgiving. I hope you all did as well in your own way. I know traditions might have been a little different, and Thanksgiving is usually a massive family gathering, and whether you did that via Zoom or in person or as a small intimate gathering with whatever family you choose or chose to spend it with, I wished you all the best. So we're back and with a guest today, I have on the show a girlfriend of mine, Katie Hope. Now, whether it was Katie that brought you to the show today or you're an avid listener of the show, this is something I say on repeat quite often. But if you are listening to the show on Apple Podcast, throw me that five-star rating, give me a review, let me know topic ideas you'd be interested in hearing about. Remember, the umbrella of self-care is many different topics. So if there's anything you ever have to add or anything that you really love and just want to give a shout out in a review, I would totally appreciate it. I love hearing from you all. And in that, since we are now in December and things are happening and we're listening to the holiday music and holiday cheer and whether you're overemphasizing all of your holiday decor this year or you are maybe taking a back burner this year you just don't want to like take the time to celebrate it I consistently hear this song and especially as a singer I'm always hearing the song all I want for Christmas is you we all love a good Mariah Carey song and thinking in that I kind of had to rewind as I said I was like super thankful for all the stuff that had that I've been given granted this podcast all the joy that has come into my life because I decided to start the luxury of self-care and decided to start this show but my second episode that I talked about which is still my most listened episode it's like well over a hundred something listens downloads is accepting the love we think we deserve And so this was a reason why my girlfriend Katie popped into my brain. I thought you are someone who was in the exact same position as me. Like we found a time in our lives where we're very career focused and goal focused, but like we wanted to share our lives with someone. And unfortunately, and fortunately, the people as we were dating, like it just didn't work out. And then we both found our partners and Katie found her partner so quickly, got engaged, got married. So if you are someone who is either looking for love, if you are someone who is in love, if you're someone who thinks this is the year you might get proposed to, if you're someone who is reminiscing about when you got proposed to, like this is going to be the episode for you. We kind of go all around. We talk about 
wedding rings. We talk about proposals. We talk about finding your partner. We talk about dealing with your partner. We talk about how marriage isn't all it's cracked up to be. So this is definitely a super fun episode, a really fun thing for me to talk about. I love sharing love with my friends, with my family. I love receiving love. I think everyone and anyone can attest to those things as well. So talking about love and fixating on love and celebrating our partners is one of the best things. So Katie had just celebrated her one year anniversary with her husband, Matthew. I am so excited to have her on the show to talk all about love and how life and universe just has your back and or if you're a person of faith, God has your back. So welcome to the show, Miss Katie Hope. Thank you for having me. So yeah. exciting. Hi, little nugget. Look at you with your little pooch. <laughs> This is our COVID puppy, Polly. <laughs> so cute. You had to get a palm too, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. It's so good to see your face and like not on it's, Instagram. <laughs> I know. It's so good to see you too. Look at you with yeah. your great setup. So fun. It's been such an interesting path to like do this throughout this whole time from quarantine and then moving back in and we're still in this progress of COVID, but realizing that self-care is such a large umbrella and today I wanted to fixate more on love. And I know you and I have known each other for a few years, mm-hmm. given Starbound. And we've both kind of been on a journey with each other as far as like the dating scene prior to meeting our partners. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the proposal and when you were on that show and where you were then as opposed to where you are now today. Yeah, so... The proposal for me was like a major game changer. Um, I didn't realize how much the show really empowered me, Um, believe it or not. I mean, it was a very hokey, (laughs) very goofy show. But for me, my life changed. My my life literally changed. we filmed the show in April okay. of 20, 2017. And in June of 2017, I met my husband. I love that. So um, the show empowered me. I mean, it really it really like gave me a new life. It gave me a new outlook. It allowed me to like become raw with myself. Um, I was able to be as vulnerable as I've ever been in my whole entire life uh, through this show. Um, It was, I'm so grateful for the show because had I not been on this show, I don't know if I would have been in a position mentally, emotionally to have met my husband. Yeah. And looking back on it now at this point, like three years later and looking back to, you know, who your partner could have been then had you not been the first runner up. Oh dear Lord. Thank goodness. (laughs) Dr. Buck didn't choose me because who knows? (laughs) Literally who knows? Because I was into him. I'm like, he's a little short, but I could, I could could deal with that. I've dated some short guys in my life, but yeah. He was like way short, but he was super handsome. He was a doctor. Like who wouldn't want that life? He loved to ski. He had a dog. Um, yeah, but thank God had a plan for me. So he knew sure. that Dr. Buck was not it. <laughs> and I, I've, been, I've been talking about that a lot, about how the universe 
has your back. And I've been working on it with my own personal coach and practice what you preach, of course. But I think like looking at the universe in general as a general whole and knowing that it, it has your back or, you know, if you're if you're one of a person of faith, like that God has a plan for you. And something that I've been working on that I'm going to be talking about on the episode on Sunday is letting go of how you're going to get there and just envisioning. And I think you and I were always people, like when we met, we were both so ready for love, Mm -hmm. but like love wasn't ready for us yet or the partner that we needed, we hadn't found in the universe yet. Oh yeah. I mean, I, you know, God, we make our plan and God is just up there laughing at us, you know? And for me as, as someone that has that spiritual and faith background, I wasn't using any of the tools that I learned or that were instilled in me. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I clearly was, am not great at picking men, (laughs) you know, like my history proves that I am not great or was not great at picking men. So I didn't pick Matt. God chose Matt for me. I picked all the other people in my, in my past. And obviously, you know, you make a plan and God laughs at you, but um, it, it's not about you being ready. It's about, uh, you know, the person that is out there for you being ready as well. And um, it really is just this crazy feeling that you cannot describe. And that's what I have with my husband. It's just like, I can't believe I tortured myself all of those years, like trying to force these relationships that, you know, why isn't he calling me? Why isn't he taking me on a date? Why isn't he doing this? What? Well, because it wasn't the right person. Sure thing. It... <laughs> well, that was an amen. From that was an amen. There we go. God speaking to us. But yeah, no, truly, I think that it is really, really interesting to look at it in that way. It's just like it wasn't time. They weren't ready. So knowing that I feel the same way, I look back, I'm a big journaler and I look, do you say it like that? I like yeah, to journal. Sure. Let me use that word. I enjoy <laughs> I'm journaling. Great with journaling. I'm yeah. a big journaler. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Making new words on the podcast. But one of the things that I noticed looking back on those is I was just like, oh my God. I had one that I entitled like waiting for the person's name that I was dating at that time. Waiting for that the train to come back around, like into like into my home base. And I was like, why? Did I put so much energy in waiting for this waste of freaking time? Like, yeah, he didn't yeah. want to be there for me the way I wanted to be there for him. And I was like, and listen, I want to say this to all my good girlfriends, because I'm sure you have some as well. You're a fucking catch. Like, excuse my French, but like, <laughs> I have so many friends that I know where I'm like, you're a catch. Like, why are you settling for someone who doesn't see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I wish I was, and I, a million people told me the same thing about the people I wasted my time on. And I'm sure you had that kind of repeat as well. Oh, totally. I had so many people in my corner and, you know, when they, when they, whoever they is says yeah. love is blind. I mean, I was blind in every aspect of my life. Um, and I didn't want to, I, my ears were turned off. My heart was turned off. My gut was turned off. I was just so obsessed with um, finding the right person that I didn't listen to the people around me. Um, I refused yeah. to because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. But at the end of the day, it's not about what I want. It's about what, you know, 
God has, has put in front of me. And, um, but yeah, thank you. I I now know that I'm catch (laughs) and thank goodness that like, thank goodness. I, I, I I finally let go of trying to control my relationships because, Mm -hmm. um, the minute I let go, um, it was right after the proposal, um, the show I I let go. I was like, I, I'm not doing this on my own because I clearly cannot. And so that was the minute that everything started to fall into place. Um, and I know that's so cliche, but I truly believe. And for Matt, it was the same way. His sister had just had a baby in May. And for him, he was like, you know what? I have a really great career. I have a really great business that I've built. Um, I'm healthy and I'm going to be the best uncle that I could be. And after the show, I remember saying this to my family, like, I am going to focus on my career. I want to be a career woman. I want to be the best aunt that I could ever be because my nieces and nephews are my world and I'm okay if I'm alone. Maybe I was not meant to be a wife and accepting that was the hardest because acceptance really is, it's almost impossible. You have to meditate on accepting something, Absolutely. especially something as big as, you know, being single for the rest of your life. Yep. But um, so again, the show was in April and Matt and I were on opposite sides of the country and we were in sync. It's so crazy. And we didn't even yeah. know each other. Yeah. And it and still blows my mind. It does. It does. And so to kind of like rewind all the way back and then I want to like fast forward to the end of the proposal. So rewinding back before, what made you want to get on that show or like how was that process to like wanting to get on that show and then we'll fast forward after that and then I want to talk about how you and Matt met and like how okay. that whole scenario went. <laughs> so when I moved to Los Angeles, I decided that I would say yes to everything within reason, you know, Um, and every opportunity that came my way that was appropriate, obviously, Um, you know, I wasn't going to be featured in any major porn movies, you know, (laughs) to launch my career. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And of course, I was forcing the love game. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, let me get on um, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or you know, any love show that I could, sure. you know, get my hands on, I was, I was going to do it. And then, so the proposal came up the alley and, um, it was very simple. It was fun. And, um, so that's why I decided because I was forcing, you know, forcing my love life. So yeah. signing up for a love show is the perfect idea, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot why of people not? make that. Yeah. Yeah, Sure fast forwarding to when the show was launched and then how you met Matthew and it's actually it's it's crazy okay so the timeline we filmed the show in April um in Los Angeles in June I came back to New Jersey to visit my family we also had a show through Starbound in Atlantic City so I thought it'd be fun to like visit my family at the same time, you know, work a show. And then after the summer, head back to Los Angeles. Nothing was going on in LA anyway at the time. So I was home for a week in New Jersey. And this was in June. And my friend, Nicole, my childhood friend, Nicole, um, has a coworker named Andrea. Mm -hmm. I don't know Andrea, but Andrea said to Nicole, 
hey, do you have any single friends? I have this really great guy. He's amazing. He's a teacher. He owns his own business. He's like perfect. And my friend Nicole was like, yes, I have. My friend Katie is home from California and I will make sure that they go on a date because everyone has, you know, at that point was trying to get me back to New Jersey somehow. Um, so she reached out to me and I said, absolutely not. Like, I'm not doing it. I just got my California license plate. I just got my California driver's license. I just filmed this dating show. It's going to make me famous. Yes. <laughs> you but know, like, like that's where I know I'm not interested. And so after a couple of days, I was like, fine. If he's going to bring me to Cape May, my favorite place. And if we're going to go to dinner and have a couple glasses of wine, fine. That's it. Well, so they ex- they gave Matt my number. Um, Matt had my number. So we were, you know, going back and forth on the text message game for a couple of days. And then he finally said, you know, will you, will you go out on a date with me? And I'm just like, you do know that I live in California. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, June 28th, he picks me up from my mom's house. And we drive to Cape May, which is about 30 minutes south of where I live. It's my favorite place. Hello. I'm representing right now. (laughs) Right. But hold on. Wait, rewind one second. Question there. 30 minute car ride with someone you had only texted. How was that? Were you like in the car? Like, did I make the wrong decision? Like whatever. It's like free wine and a meal. You know, like who cares? I'm going back to Los Angeles. Like if it was the worst date ever, it doesn't matter. Yes. Okay, Anastasia, when I tell you within 15 minutes of the drive, I was sweating. I was like, oh my gosh, how, I can't ever leave this person. That feeling that uh, you get that everybody tries to explain to you that it's just like this feeling you can't describe. Yeah. I felt it in 15. I wasn't even out of the car yet. I, I don't even think I had my seatbelt on yet. <laughs> and... Oh my God. Literally within, I'm telling you an hour of our date, I was trying to figure out how I was going to get my stuff back from California to New Jersey. Did you ever tell, I'm sure you told him this now, but did you tell him that at the time? Oh gosh, no. (laughs) You were like, oh my gosh, I can't, can't ruin this. (laughs) No, I can't because what if he doesn't feel the same way, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So that was June 28th, August 20th. We both flew out to California, packed up my apartment, packed up my car, and drove back cross country to New Jersey. Wow. And then November 21st, we were engaged. Yeah. And people say that, like, it happened so fast. And I don't think, I don't think it'll happen that fast for everyone. But I do think as life goes on, as time progresses, if you meet your person at that point in your life where you're both so ready for it. You're financially stable to buy the ring, to like move Mm -hmm. forward, to do all the things that you want to do when it does happen that fast. I know that everyone that like loves you, their heartbeat's beating so fast. But I tell you this, one picture I see that like, I mean, Andrew took some fabulous pictures. I can see them behind you right now. But like one picture, any picture with the two of you, you can just see the joy like beaming from your face. And you've always been a joyful person. But like, I think that alone is what, I would encourage families and different things like that when you are nervous about, you know, especially like dads with daughters and stuff Mm. that you're, when you're nervous about those things, just look at the joy on that person's face 
I think personally that like love is what's going to get you longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, choosing to love your person every day um, for me has been key because, you know, marriage um, is not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Sorry sure. to burst your bubble, but yeah. you know, you have these expectations and you think, you know, you get married and then you think everything falls in place. Who takes out the trash? Who pays the bills? Who cleans up the dog poop in the yard? Who takes care of the car, the tires, the, um, I mean, the grocery shopping, the cooking, sure. you take those things, um, you expect that it's just going to fall into place. So not everything is as glamorous, but let me tell you something. If you choose to love your spouse every day you wake up, uh, that's really the key. You, you have to choose. Um, yeah. Love is beautiful, but it's also very hard. <laughs> but uh, choosing yeah. to love the person that you choose to spend the rest of your life with is, is uh, it, it, it's, it changes your perspective on your relationship for sure. Sure. And you're right. You're right about that. Like knowing you have that um, communication as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, communication is also one of the big uh factors in a relationship working um I'm not great at communicating so you know we struggled with that a little bit I like I like to keep a lot of things inside and you know your spouse or your the person that your other half wants to know everything and I'm like well I don't want to tell you everything I'm cool with it being in my head my heart my stomach I'm good but you know communicating um allows the other person to just get a little glimpse of what you need what you feel Mm -hmm. um and even though it's hard, um, it pays off, you know, communicating, choosing to love your person every day. Yeah, I love that. I I mean, that's something that I love to take as like a nugget of joy is like choosing to love mm-hmm. the other because like I personally had to like love myself when I found Doug and I, it was the same thing. Like when I met Doug, it was exactly the same. And I talked about this on the podcast in the past but like I just thought it was gonna be a fling like he lived in Arizona I lived in Manhattan it was just like (laughs) never gonna happen it was the same thing with that long distance and here we are again it's been four months since I've seen him because he joined the Navy and we thought we were finally done with the long distance oh my god and we lived together for two years and we were long distance for two years before that and you know, here I am in my hometown as a 32 year old and he's off like joining the Navy with all these 18 year olds, but we just got word that he gets to come home for Christmas. So I just spent the morning. <gasps> oh my, I just all up and down my body. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, oh. they, they come in these little spurts, but you know what it was? It was like, I was hanging on to all these things and like, I was like, how is this going to happen? How, 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 how? And I let go of that how. And then the next minute I knew he was like, hey, I have good news. Hey, I have good news, which was what a thrill, like truly. So how long is he home for once he gets here? So I get him for 10 days, but, you know, given COVID, things have just been, they change a lot. Um, Things are taking longer to go through paperwork-wise. A lot of them are backed up because the bases were shut down for so long. So what what is a normal process of maybe three to four months has honestly turned into, for some candidates, and will be for Doug as well, a process more of like six to nine months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So 
he has to go back in quarantine for two weeks. They all do, but I know getting this like holiday wish, this hot, this thing that I just really wanted to give me. Um, I don't. It's not like I don't think that our relationship has security. I know that it does. It's just more or less like I think we just really needed this. Like this was the Christmas gift that we needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, God's gonna give you exactly what you need. Um, and you know, speaking of like what you need, and like we, Matt and I, who who would have thought that like our first five months, six months of marriage, we would have been quarantined together, you know, as newlyweds on top of like, you know, trying to still figure out each other and learn about one another and living in the same household as one another. um, You're now like forced to be in a house with him. (laughs) Like 1200 square feet, like every day. You never get that break. And then on top of things like, you know, family issues and health issues. And I mean, I felt like I had a Nerf gun to my head every day. Like something else is going to happen. Like some little Nerf gun is going to shoot me in the head today and be like, this is what you're dealing with today. This is what you're dealing with today. Like, it's like, let us come up for air and enjoy, you know, like each other instead of, uh, of trying, you know, to get through all these struggles and, you know, wanting to start a family and having trouble with that. And, yeah. but God gives you, you know, what you need and he's not going to give you more. He's going to give you exactly what you can handle. And he gave us exactly what we could handle. And, you know, nine months into a quarantine, I love him more today than I did the day I married him. Love Even that. through all these crazy, ridiculous things that you could never imagine we would go through together. Oh, but, yeah. you know, like God, he gives you exactly what you need. And so for you, he knows that you need Doug during Christmas. Exactly. (laughs) Right down on, right down to you. He's, he's coming home. That's so amazing. Oh, sure. No, I'm I mean, I'm truly thrilled. Like, honestly, I couldn't there. It was weird. I'm one of those people that I was like, Oh, it's out of sight, out of mind. I'm focusing on me now. Like we spent all that time together in quarantine and then didn't hear from him forever and then finally got the letters and then I was like crying every day like oh "Oh my god I actually miss him and I still haven't talked to him you know and then getting that first phone call and like with the awful muffled telephones that they Mm. give him to talk on and I was just like like this is everything it's like a movie yeah (laughs) you know like the letters and the muffled telephone yeah I mean we'll definitely have a lot of stories to tell our kids but Thinking about that, thinking about like the funny stories and everything, is there anything that happened during quarantine, like either like a really poignant, maybe like big argument that turned into a laugh or like something that truly funny happened between the two? So, you know, Matt and I laugh every day. We actually like go into character when we see each other. We have this like New York, South Philly accent that we talk to each other and it keeps us (laughs) laughing every day um so we're constantly laughing we're constantly talking to each other in this like south philly accent and um it really keeps the the mood light all the time and of course throughout all this we decide to like sell our house and right (laughs) you know like get new appliances get new carpet you know but laughter is just laughter brings joy too going back to joy and like Yes. Thinking about thinking about um, 
like the joy my family has for us. Mm-hmm. And that's another like bonus, you know, when, when you, when you have genuine joy, your family sees it, like you said, like they know too, not only do you know who your person is, but they know that, you know, your significant other brings you just as much joy. Um, yeah. and they can see it, oh, but yeah, totally. we laugh every day, oh, every day. I love that. He gave me a, a nickname of quarantina <laughs> because <laughs> towards the end, we were just like, rah, like barking at each other. And he goes, your new name is quarantina. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm God, like, that's fine. That, that sounds <laughs> like it goes it. perfectly with the accents too. <laughs> yeah. This one's always a thrill. Cause I feel like I talked to a lot of my girlfriends now about it. Do you have anyone that you ever went on like a one date with that was like honestly the most terrible or like weirdest date you had ever been on in your entire life? And you were like, this is just one of those things that I'll always remember and be like, thank God I found my partner. Oh, yeah. Um, When I was in California, Mm -hmm. I was set up on a blind date and before I moved to Los Angeles, I lived with my sister um, and she kind of lived like in the country. She lived in Northern California. So a place called Rockland, a beautiful, beautiful area, Um, but very country, lots of farmland. Um, Someone set me up uh, with a gentleman. I don't even remember his name, to be honest. Um, We meet at a bar and he comes walking in with tight tight painted on cowboy jeans oh my cowboy boots a flannel tucked in a um a belt buckle that had like this really big cowboy um i don't know what do you call it a belt buckle like a huge Mm -hmm. i mean it was huge (laughs) a cowboy hat and i'm thinking to myself this is a joke. <laughs> like, this is a major joke, right? He just came off the farm. And right off the farm, right off the, right off the farm. And I couldn't believe that um, me as like this, you know, retired beauty queen was sitting in this like really cute bar and this cowboy was about to sit next to me and have a cocktail. <laughs> so I didn't date often, but right. that was like one of my first like, experiences of dating and I'm like oh no no that's the last time I will go on a date with someone like a blind date not doing it yeah oh it's horrible I had nothing in common with this guy that's so a cowboy hat <laughs> and then you went on a blind date and met your husband uh, well yeah kind of but I was home I was sure. in New Jersey yeah this is <laughs> I true. felt like I was safe <laughs> and and Matt's from New Jersey as well right Yes. So he lives, um, right in between my mom and my dad, about a half a mile in between each of them. So he was like right around the corner the whole time. Hmm. It's like I had to move to Los Angeles to find my husband who was right around the corner from me the whole time. It's funny how the universe works. It really is. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I wanted to talk about proposals for anyone who has had one or is anticipating a proposal or anything like that to kind of I always love those stories to give us the story and like what you were feeling and what you were thinking and did you expect it? And what was, what was your and Matt's story of the proposal? So part of our like dating, um, you know, like the days where we were texting back and forth, 
um, he owns a power washing business and he was on the beach power washing a house. And he said, before we go out on a date, why don't you just like come to my job site and just, you know, we'll meet in person really quick. You know, I said, okay, that's fine. Meanwhile, I was having like a panic attack. I almost didn't go. I was so nervous, but I brought my dog Louie with me. So, um, for support. (laughs) Yeah. For support. Exactly. Um, so he was working on this house and, um, it was on 23rd street in ocean city. And so that's technically where I first saw him on 23rd street. So fast forward to November 22nd, which was Thanksgiving, um, 2017. He brought me back to 23rd street beach and, um, that's where he proposed, but I knew it was coming because a few days later I had asked him what the weather was for the weekend. And he goes, yeah, I think it's supposed to be cold, maybe a little bit icy. And I'm thinking to myself, icy? Yeah, icy. It's not going to be icy. I looked up the weather. It was like 57 degrees. So I knew that he was proposing on Thanksgiving because he referenced my new diamond that I would receive (laughs) on Thanksgiving. So he kind of um, hinted at it. He, he kind of hinted at it. So I did know, but again, like my expectation of my proposal was like, I want cameras. I want lights. I want staging. I yeah. want photographers. Sure. Right. <laughs> and then it was just him and I, and, um, I couldn't have asked for anything more. My sister was hiding in the dunes with the camera. So she has it on, on film. So ladies make sure your significant other documents the proposal because really it's it's such a special video and um the pictures are so special and I can't wait to share them with my kids so make sure your husband or your significant other documents that special moment oh yeah so here's here's the story outside of the story I come back to a starbound show Katie's got this rock on her finger and I'm talking to her about my boyfriend. She goes, have you gone ring shopping yet? You have to go ring shopping. Here, try on my ring. What do you think? <laughs> I'm like shoving a ring on my finger. So for a lot of us, I think a lot of women, especially, I'm a very specific woman. I know there are a lot of women like me out there. And it's like we think and we fathom this ring that we should get. And I think there's like so much pressure that we end up putting on our partners. And for the people that aren't that God bless you, because I'm sure I know. Hell not one of those people, because I'm like, I think I want this, this is what I want, this is what I want, and I was like, if you need to know, like, check in with blah, 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 they all know what I want, like, and I would never know the difference, because we talk about it all the time, so, Doug, if you ever listen to this episode, you know, you just check in with my friends, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but truly, like, when it comes down to that anticipation of what do you want? Would you recommend anything um, that you that you did in that time to prepare for the knowing of like what, how to go about hinting at that or what you preferred after trying some things on? Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's a major investment um, and it's on, it's going to be on your finger for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're saying that we're living now until we're a hundred years old. So you're going to have that ring on your finger for at least 75 years. So Mm -hmm. it's a major investment. It's important. It's a token. It's a symbol. Um, Make sure you go ring shopping. It's really important because all of the rings that I thought I loved, I tried on and I didn't like them. So um, it's kind of like your wedding dress. 
um, kind of like the same thing. You know, you get one wedding dress, you get one engagement ring, hopefully. If not, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and make sure it's timeless, you know, make sure that in 50 years you're still going to love it or it's still going to be in style. Um, I know that originally I wanted rose gold mm-hmm. and I put it on my finger and I was like, oh no. So I had to re send Matt my new ring choices because he had rose gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, communicating, like just make sure you tell him, be open about it because it's important. It's not just like, you know, a random ring. It's, it's, it's a token of, of his love and your love and your union together. Oh yeah. I think that's like always the best way to say it too. I remember Doug had said to me at one point, and this is not in a bad way, but we were just, we're just in a different part of our lives. And we found each other in a time where we weren't financially stable. We weren't even living in the same space. Um, We still are on everything just keeps transitioning. And we both had amazing, wonderful, solid jobs in Manhattan in the beginning of the year. And then COVID hit and we both lost them and decided to move on and try something new again. So he jokes around and says, oh, I would have proposed to you before, but you're expensive. You want an expensive ring? And I was like, it's a token of your love. Like, <laughs> that, I was like, you know, you can always get something that's great. And then it can be like, in addition, in your five year, your 10 year, you add absolutely like a little extra flair. Or you add an extra, you do some stacks and then you can mend them together or whatever you want to do. I think, but I think that's like the big thing that I would like to harp on with, with anyone out there looking to buy a ring for their partner is just realize that like it's, that's the token. Um, it doesn't have to be a diamond. It could be a gem. It could be a Morganite. It could be, you know, a man-made stone, but like that it's important to us, not just because we want something flashy that we can like barely pick our hand up with. It's because we, we want to show Although that's off. nice too. Sure. <laughs> Let me just throw my hand up here with assistance. But truly, like I said, it's just one of those things where if I only am going to do it once, if marriage is so important to myself, to my partner, then I want the proposal to be incredible, memorable. I want the ring to be something to be proud to show off. I want to be able to like wear a beautiful gown that day and have great pictures around our house of that, of those moments. And I don't know if that's necessarily something that you would say is um, vain. I would just say that it's because it's most memorable moments of your life until you hopefully, if you choose to or not, have, you know, a birth a child that has both of you in it. Absolutely. Um, you know, for me, my, my little sister just got married and oh, yeah. um, we're very different. She's also 11 years younger than I am. So mm-hmm. She grew up in a different era than I did. And um, I am, I wouldn't say that I'm flashy, but I like to go big. I, um, I, it was important to me. It was important that I documented the day, um, you know, the proposal, our wedding. Um, You know, these are things that Matt and I chose to do one time and one time only, you know, we're committed to one another until the end of time. So, um, go big, go big. Don't, don't, um, play down your wedding, your, your engagement photos, your proposal. No, 
kick it up a notch because you get to do it once and you don't ever want to look back and think, oh my gosh, I wish, <laughs> I wish I made a bigger deal or, but my sister, she's a little bit quieter than me. So mm-hmm. her wedding was, um, it was elegant. It was beautiful, but you know, I was, I was the bride that was in the middle of the dance floor and making sure my guests were on the dance floor. And she was just going from table to table and, you know, saying hello to everyone. So, you know, we all have what we like and what we don't like and what makes us comfortable. But if you are like on the fence of whether you should like go big or go home with the proposal, the engagement, the marriage, go big. Yep. Yeah. Do it big. Oh, I love it. Well, I am so thrilled to see what the future holds for you and Matt. And thank you. I'm excited for your new home and like how exciting to go through all these journeys and steps in life with someone who you can really call your life partner, your best friend, your lover, your everything. It's true. I, I feel extremely blessed um, this holiday season, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, every day I wake up and I choose to love Matt and I'm grateful for our health. Um, and I'm grateful that we're together and I have him and he has me. So it's a beautiful, beautiful love story. It's my favorite story. (laughs) It is. It should be. Oh, I'm so happy to have you on here. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) If you would like to follow Katie and her life on the interwebs on Instagram, you can find her at Katie M as in Mary Hope. That's K-A-T-I-E-M-H-O-P-E. She's on there. She's on Instagram. She's just a fabulous person. If you want to check her out, feel free to do that. And in addition, the only news I have for you is I'm going to hop on on Sunday and chat a little bit about letting go of your how and just focusing on what you want. Something that I am really, truly working on a lot in this current moment in life, especially given where we're at in COVID and where we are in the transition process of what is next. Looking at some of my friends who had some of the safest career paths, safest jobs, who had unfortunately lost them during this process. And we need to keep envisioning what we want, what the end goal is, where we want to be as opposed to getting stuck in our own way with the how. So join me on Sunday for that episode. Have an amazing rest of your week. Squeeze your loved one. Reach out to us if you have any questions or anything you want to know. I'm always available for DMs. You can find me on my Instagram page. I love you, my love. Until next time. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the Universal film Anastasia. Or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.